Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good evening and welcome. Tonight I have a couple of scary Uber stories for your listening pleasure. I also wanted to tell anyone who might be interested my new Discord server is live. Link in the description. With that said, let's begin. Last night I was working late so I took advantage of my company's guaranteed ride home program for overtime workers and called an Uber. I was initially surprised when my driver pulled up in an unexpectedly nice vehicle, a Mercedes GL 450. I don't Uber that much, but when I do I don't think I've ever gotten anything other than a Prius. This was next level. There was bottled water, chargers for every type of phone and even some snacks. I actually checked my app to make sure I didn't request an Uber Select or something by accident, but it was just an ordinary Uber X. I was thinking maybe I got lucky. The driver was an Asian girl, Chinese maybe. I know there's a stereotype that Westerners can't tell the age of Asians, but I honestly couldn't say if this woman was in her early 20s or early 50s. She had that timeless, fresh Asian look. She was pretty, but there was something anomalous about her and Uber driving in this car. Normally, I don't make chit-chat with my Uber drivers, but it was a 45-minute ride home, and after half an hour in silence, the overall oddity of the situation eventually overcame my reluctance. This is a really great car, I tried. The woman smiled. Thanks, I like it too. I was racking my brain for a follow-up, but everything that popped into my head sounded like I was some kind of stalker. There was another few minutes of silence before I tried again. So, how do you decide to be an Uber driver? Oh, it's kind of a long story, she responded. We have some time, I think. The woman looked at me in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were incredibly piercing, as if she was taking measure of my soul. Then she turned back to the road. Actually, originally my husband was an Uber driver. He was a professional driver in China, which was a high-status job working for government officials and high-profile foreign visitors. When we immigrated here, he got his commercial license and signed up with Uber, He drove Uber Black and only had commercial clients. Business was good, and he bought this car for that. Oh, that's cool, I added. I wasn't sure where this was going. But when Uber got popular, there were more drivers. And then they introduced Uber X. Then anyone could drive. You didn't need a commercial license or anything. You didn't have to be a professional driver at all. For a while, it was still okay, but over time there were fewer and fewer requests for the high-end Ubers. He thought he could make it up in tips, but at first Uber didn't have tipping, and even when they added it, most people still didn't tip. No one cared about the quality service or the professionalism. On top of not tipping, people were so disrespectful. 
They would get the car dirty, come in with their dirty shoes or reeking of cigarette smoke, and worst of all, people would downrate him for no reason. Just as if they were having a bad day or maybe they just didn't like Chinese. It was humiliating for him. His income kept going down until eventually he couldn't even pay for our house. We had to move into an apartment and even then it was a struggle. Eventually, he was so ashamed that he took his own life. I was stunned. I didn't know what to say. I was wishing I had just kept my mouth shut. Luckily, we were almost home. That's really tragic and I'm sorry for your loss. Since his passing, I've taken over for him, driving on his account. I go out of my way to provide the best possible experience, and then if a passenger still gives me a bad rating or no tip, I remember them. I know where they live or where they work. I make them pay for what they did to my husband. I was still processing the full import of this when the car came to a stop in front of my house. Here you go. I hope you had a good trip. I thanked her and carefully exited the vehicle. As I entered my house, she drove away. My Uber app pinged in my pocket, asking me to rate my driver. My entire body went cold with fear. I gave her five stars and twenty dollars. I just hope it was enough. Being an Uber driver in Las Vegas, I've had my fair share of late night pickups. From drunk tourists to locals who've lost track of time at the casino, it's always an interesting ride. But nothing could have prepared me for what happened on a chilly night in November. I was cruising around the outskirts of the city when I got a ping. The pickup location was from a little casino far off the strip. I accepted the ride and drove to the destination. A tall man, swathed in a long trench coat, his face hidden under a hat, was waiting for me. I couldn't see much of him, but his demeanour gave off a certain edge that made me slightly uncomfortable. Evening, I greeted him as he got in the car. He merely grunted in response, settling himself in the back seat. He was going to a residential address located on the other side of the city, according to the app. The trip would take about 45 minutes, given the late night traffic or lack thereof. As we drove, I tried to engage him in light conversation, a habit I've developed to put my passengers at ease. But the man was monosyllabic, answering in grunts or nods. I shrugged it off. Not everyone's a chatterbox. About 15 minutes into the drive, my rider got a phone call. Yes. I understand. I'll take care of it. He muttered into the phone, his voice low and gruff. The way he said those words sent an involuntary shiver down my spine. The ride was mostly silent after this. My eyes kept flicking to the rearview mirror, meeting his hidden gaze every time. There was an ominous aura about him that was impossible to shake off. I chalked it up to my overactive imagination, spurred by the late hour and the solitary drive. However, what happened next changed everything. The man's phone rang again. He answered it swiftly, speaking in hushed tones. I couldn't hear everything he said, but one phrase stuck out. The driver doesn't know anything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A knot formed in my stomach. Was he talking about me? But but why? Questions swirled around my mind. 
but I kept my eyes on the road, focusing on getting us to the destination as quickly as possible. As if the universe had a sick sense of humour, the car chose that moment to sputter and die right in the middle of the deserted stretch. Panic surged through me. The car's sudden breakdown, combined with the mystery of the man in the back seat, was a perfect recipe for a horror movie. I swallowed hard, my throat dry. Sorry, sir, I stuttered, trying to hide my growing fear. Let me see what the problem is. But as I moved to open the car door, the man's cold hand clamped around my wrist, stopping me in my tracks. No need, he said, his voice chillingly calm. We will wait. And so we sat there, in the middle of nowhere, waiting in silence, and the mystery deepened, making the night even more terrifying. The minutes dragged on in tense silence. The only sound was the ticking of the dashboard clock, each second echoing in the confined space of the car. I sat rigid in my seat, acutely aware of the stranger in the back seat, his presence like a weight in the car. Just when the tension was becoming unbearable, a pair of headlights appeared in the distance. As they drew closer, I could make out a black SUV. It pulled up behind us, its high beams momentarily blinding me. Before I could process what was happening, the man in the back seat broke his silence. You should stay in the car. There was an urgency in his voice, a warning. He got out, his tall silhouette barely visible in the dim light. He walked over to the SUV, leaving me alone, my mind racing with questions and fear. I squinted through the rearview mirror, trying to make sense of what was happening. The man was talking to someone from the SUV, their conversation too hushed for me to hear. Suddenly, he turned and pointed towards my car, towards me. The panic returned, more intense than before. Was I in danger, or should I run? But where would I go in this deserted place? Before I could make a decision, the man returned. He got back into the car without a word, his face as unreadable as before. We sat in silence, the SUV's headlights providing an eerie illumination. Suddenly, my car roared back to life. It startled me. I hadn't even touched the ignition. Drive, the man commanded. His voice was cold, authoritative. Despite my confusion and fear, I obeyed eager to get away from the ominous SUV and its unknown occupants. As we drove away, I glanced into the rearview mirror. The SUV remained where it was, its headlights gradually fading into the distance. The rest of the ride was shrouded in a silence only broken by the occasional directions from the GPS. My mind kept playing the night's events, each replay adding to the sense of surreal horror. The man, the phone call, the mysterious SUV. It all felt like a twisted nightmare, but the cold dread gnawing at my insides was very, very real. We finally arrived at the destination, an isolated house at the end of a long driveway. The man got out, his imposing figure disappearing into the darkness. Just when I thought the night's ordeal was over, my phone vibrated, an incoming text message, the sender unknown, the message, get out of there now. A cold shiver ran down my spine as I read the text. The words get out of there now seemed to echo ominously in the quiet car. My hands shook as I dropped the phone, the bright screen casting eerie shadows in the darkness. My eyes darted to the house. It was an unremarkable structure. Save for the utter isolation, its windows were dark, its surroundings eerily silent. The man was nowhere to be seen. A sense of dread settled over me, as though unseen eyes were watching from the darkness. With a jolt, I realised I was still parked at the end of the driveway. I needed to leave, fast. 
The mystery text, the man, the ominous house. Everything screamed danger. My mind spun, the adrenaline pumping as I put the car in reverse. Just as I was about to hit the gas, the front door of the house swung open. The man stood there silhouetted against the dim light from inside the house. I froze, my heart pounding in my chest. But instead of approaching the car, he turned and walked back in the house, leaving the door ajar. Something about that scene felt like a final warning, like an invitation to a trap. Terror gripped me, my foot hit the accelerator, tires screeching as the car sped away from the house. My breathing was ragged, hands tight on the wheel. The city lights in the distance seemed miles away. Just as I was starting to think I'd escaped, my phone buzzed again. Another text from the unknown number. Don't stop driving. The rest of the night was a blur. I drove aimlessly, my mind consumed by fear and confusion. The first light of dawn found me parked in a 24-hour diner's lot, my body numb with exhaustion. The following days were filled with paranoia. I reported the incident to the police, but without concrete evidence or a clear motive, there was very little they could do. The unknown number that had sent me the warnings was untraceable. I quit my job with Uber, the fear of another late night pickup too much to bear. The man, the house, the cryptic texts, they all remain a mystery. I still wonder what would have happened if I had stayed at the house that night, but some questions I believe are better left unanswered. From then on, each passing car, every anonymous number, sent a chill down my spine. The fear has lessened over time, but it never truly left. And so, my story remains a chilling reminder. A nightmarish memory of the time I stepped into the darker, unseen world that exists beneath the city's neon light facade. A world I had unknowingly entered just by accepting a late night Uber ride. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, maybe check out another story on screen now. And with that said, I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.